Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. about gentle Jesus meek and mild. <laughs> the God who writes. Not the guy, not the God who is on the side of maintaining the power of empire, of Caesar, of kings, queens, presidents, and congress. A God who wants to turn systems upside down. Jesus, who was taught from an early age by his mother, now you might recognize this line because we sing it fairly regularly. We won't be singing it today, but next week. From the halls, Jesus who was taught at the early, from an early age by his mother, from the halls of power to the fortress tower, not a stone will be left on stone. Let the king beware for your justice tears every tyrant from his throne. These are the lessons of a mother to Jesus. Jesus spoke of and created through his actions with others a turning over of systems. A not quite covert upending of the forces that held people down and insurgents. So I'm gonna share a story from scripture today, Luke 19. And maybe you've thought about this story as reparations, but I hadn't until someone suggested that to me, and it is really about reparations. So this is the story of Zacchaeus from Luke 9, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through town. A man there named Zacchaeus, a ruler among tax collectors, was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he couldn't see because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus who was about to pass that way. Kind of gets stuck on that part of the story. When Jesus came to that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay in your home today. Kind of commanding, isn't it? Not very meek and mild. So Zacchaeus came down at once, happy to welcome Jesus. Everyone who saw this grumbled, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone, I repay them four times as much. Jesus said, Today salvation has come to this household because he too is a son of Abraham. The human one came to seek and save 
the lost. Zacchaeus didn't just have an idea in his head that he should pray a prayer and say some words and ask Jesus into his heart and then he was good. No, he transformed his life. He was a person of wealth and privilege and power and he encountered Jesus. And we don't know what Jesus was saying or what else Zacchaeus knew about Jesus or what Jesus said to Zacchaeus in the meantime in this conversation. But suddenly, Zacchaeus is giving away his money because he took more than his share. And now he has more than his share. And so he's paying it back four times as much. How is that possible? I don't know. It's a beautiful, beautiful image of reparations. Reparations is to make it right. Not just do something kind of nice for somebody because they've had a hard time. Reparations is to make it right, to repair, to fix it. Over the last few years, I have changed my opinion on science fiction. I was not a science fiction fan at all, ever. I briefly dated someone like Star I mean Star Trek. And so I watched a little bit of it. That was the extent of sci-fi in my life. So then Courtney Tabor introduced me to Becky Chambers. And Becky Chambers is one of my favorite authors now, and everything she writes is science fiction. And I have come to understand what other people have understood who love sci-fi, that it's in an alternative world, you can encounter things and go quite deeply into the realities of our world by having them in a different frame. So. I have finished the third book in the Wayfarer series, which is called Long Record of a Spaceborn Few. And one of the characters who is not a human, um, but is of the powerful, most wealthy um, species, confesses to their position in the world. This person says, let us discuss the facts of my own species. We are the wealthiest species alive today. We want for nothing. Without us, there would be no tunnels, no ambient fuel or energy, no galactic map, but we achieved these things through subjugation, violence. We destroyed entire worlds, entire species. It took a galactic war to stop us. We learned, we apologized, we changed, but we can't give back the things we took. 
we're still benefiting from them. And others are still suffering from actions centuries old. You see why that line kind of stuck with me out of the whole book? Because I see myself, I see my ancestors, I see the people who control this land. So reparations, let's talk about that for a minute. What are ways that we can create reparation as a society and as individuals? What are some ideas that you've heard? What is reparations? Like a tangible idea of what reparation is? Money. Money. It's a Scholarships that Georgetown University is giving to the descendants of the enslaved people that were associated with the university. Sold to make the university. That they were sold to make the university. Land taxes to indigenous communities. It's their land. Paying rent for the land that we occupy to the indigenous people of that land, this land. I think the announcing that so many organizations are creating out the land in which they are operating is indigenous people's land. Land declarations? Acknowledgement is is a path to reparations. Well, I would say it's a, to acknowledge that this is somebody else's land is sometimes seen if it stops there, then it's kind of an appropriation of that for our own benefit and our own feeling better. So it has to go. We have to acknowledge it, but it has to have some feet. In some way, maybe it's not doesn't have to be money in a specific way, but it's yeah. Part of that acknowledgement is name recognizing the tribal sovereignty of the you know, tribal nations, which it has not done. Which it has not done. <laughs> yes, name recognizing the tribal sovereignty of the indigenous people of this land, which it is Maine is the exception, actually, in our country for not not doing that. Becky? It Jesus land. Jesus land. It is Jesus land. And yes. And Jesus is in our brothers and sisters who we've taken care of and who we haven't taken care of. And pieces of land. Returning pieces of land. Happy? Um, efforts, efforts in terms of um, equalizing opportunity. And by doing so, meaning that you have to, for a time, favor, provide ways to build opportunity. And I lift up the phrase affirmative action because, as I hope, we've been enjoying it for quite a few hundred years and then some. And yet, for the last 25 years, we've had it as an educational policy among our country. And there's been this huge backlash saying, oh, no, we don't. 
Um, and so we are at this point trying to talk about preparation because it is a small little step, and yet it can change your yeah. So, um, affirmative action is a form of reparations. Yeah. Trying to make it right what has not been right. Yeah. This is what it's all about the Indians and the pilgrims. And that story that we were told when we were little, when we got to make those little headbands with the feathers on them, and that. We were told, even my children were told not that long ago, that there was a lovely dinner that they had and that everybody got along. That's not really the story. The story is that those pilgrims came and took that land and brought diseases and death to the people who lived here. And yes, there were relationships that maybe had some friendliness but there's always the power dynamic of those with the guns and those without the guns yeah so all of these things some of them seem easy some of them seem hard some of them seem easy and hard right but what is it that we're really working toward? Are we working for the kind of transformation that Jesus talked about and lived out? Are we working toward a complete reparation of everything held over the oppressed? Are we working for a world where from the halls of power to the fortress tower, not a stone will be left on stone let the king beware, for your justice tears every tyrant from his throne. Sounds like abolition. That's a scary word, isn't it? But really, Damon Garcia says we're talking about abolition of prisons. We're talking about abolition of the police. We're talking about abolition of capitalism. Can you imagine? Returning this land to the native peoples and native ways, sovereignty to the tribal nations of this land, or are we settling for a phony reconciliation that demands that people reconcile with their enemies while they are still being abused and exploited by them? Damon Garcia says, the kind of repair that Christians should strive for requires a radical collective imagination, as well as radical collective action to transform our world so that the wrongs of the past are made right. The restoration of all things, the reconciliation of all things, and the renewal of all things are what drives us. Christians who believe in this level of transformation have a duty to look around at the injustice in our world today and to seek the most radically expansive methods of repairing all that is broken. Rarely do we see Christians who have the radical imagination for reconciliation and repair 
to the extent that Jesus talked about. It's a nice light topic for Mother's Day, isn't it? <laughs> Could sit with that for our whole lives, right? But let's talk about something slightly tangible. Linda last week talked about rewilding our lawns, and this as a picture of colonialism. I've thought about that every time I see a lawn like this, and there are a lot of lawns like this that I've seen. And then she talked about this option for our world, the beauty of rewilding. On Monday, we were in Washington, D.C. and driving on Massachusetts Avenue, and there were um, lots of kept lawns. And then I, we drove by a church. Its lawn was unkept. And you know what I thought? You know what former me would have thought? Why, isn't, why aren't they keeping up their church property? They, but clearly, they don't have it together. You know what the current me thinks? Look at them. Look at them standing against the norms. Look at them standing for rewilding their land, not caring that their neighbors want them to mow their lawn. Why would they need to mow their lawn? They, the pollinators are enjoying their, their land. It's a beautiful thing to do. It's transformation. It might not repair the whole world, but it's a small step. I have been dreaming about transforming our lawn at our house, and we've been talking about this, and it's a project. It's not a quick fix. But I've started dreaming about a different lawn. At 515 Woodford Street. I went there this morning. It is currently the home of St. Ansgar Evangelical Lutheran Church. And may, in the future, be our home. I've been dreaming about that lawn, but dreaming about that piece of land. This is what it looks like now. Nice, isn't it? It's a lot more green than we've ever had as Hope Gateway. A lot more dirt than we've ever had as Hope Gateway. But what if the outside of that property screamed transformation? Screamed, we have different values than our neighbors. Screamed, we're not gonna water our lawn so that it looks good, so that we can use more resources than we should. But that we had native plants growing and areas that were unkept and vegetables growing that we could share with our neighbors. Maybe a play space 
so that neighbors would come and hang out on that lawn or picnic tables. That when people saw that space, they thought, those people are weird. <laughs> they must follow some somebody who tells them weird things. Like, give all their money away. Transform the world to turn it upside down. May we dream of a radically different world. May we work to create that world every day. And may we who have plenty share with those who long to have enough. May we not settle for cheap forgiveness and cheap May we live lives seeking reparation of the harm that we have caused and the harm of our ancestors. May we seek the most radically expansive method of repairing all that is Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.